It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 721 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, November 19th, 2023. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one the only Joe at Marnus3 at MSTDN.party on Mastodon. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. Glad to be here. Glad to have you back. And from the left coast, Justice Putnam at SFBA.social on the Mastodon. How are you, Justice? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back. And also joining us, the Ed McMahon of the Tim Cornwall Show. Hi-oh! Frenzy57 at Mastodon.social. How are you, Frenzy? Thanks for having me. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! And smile. You're on Candid Cam. <laughs> and an old lefty i believe you're still on the twitter i believe yeah yeah i just don't have the motivation to go starting new accounts <laughs> yeah at an old lefty on the twitter if you're still on the tweety uh but uh tom what's happening down columbus Ohio? well i finally dug through the bureaucracy and got into my apartment after a year and change wow yeah well, you know, never deal with a bureaucracy. Right. They wear you down. Amen. Hmm? Wear you down. They will wear you yes, down. Yes, indeed. So what's been going on? You're in a new apartment? Yeah. Watching the uh, legislature try and figure their way around uh, the constitutional amendment about abortion and the uh, initiative law for marijuana. They're trying to figure ways around it. Yeah, they're trying to muck around of with it. Of course. Well, yeah. you know what? He actually said he may have to follow the Constitution, and he's going to argue against the six-week ban. Who is? The uh, Attorney General, Dave Yost. Oh, okay. So he's going to make the legislature follow the Constitution? Yeah, well, the legislature's already saying none of this affects our, our current laws, and, and people are going, wait a minute, read that amendment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. I've been reading articles about that. That's just stupid. So. Yeah, we got we've got the most gerrymandered state in the country and the most reactionary MAGA state. I think probably also is the that's uh, if I could afford to do something other than move across the street, I'd be out of this state. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're not too far away over here on in Pittsburgh, so. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, well, Tom, we're glad to have you back, and at an old lefty on Twitter, and you're gonna have to come over and join us on Threads, man. Okay. Yeah, Threads isn't bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Francie, what's happening in Delaware Way? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nothing. (laughs) Too long a story to share, so I'm just going to say right now, I'm okay. Good. (laughs) Well, I've been been seeing your your nature walk photos on, uh, on Instagram, so it makes me happy. Uh, yes. Yeah. I share my pictures of trees. <laughs> now, did you watch, Francie, did you watch that travesty on Svengoolie last night? <laughs> the what? The travesty on Svengoolie. <laughs> the giant ants. Oh, my God. Joan Collins, what were you thinking? Right? <laughs> oh we kept plugging. And that was an H.G. Wells story. Oh I know. My God. We kept watching it, and it was like, is this movie ever going to end? <laughs> I know this, the movie was insane. <laughs> and did and did Joan Collins become the Queen Ant? Right. Will we ever know? 
Wow. Will we ever know? What was I don't, What was the name of it? Something the ant. Ant Empire. And the Ant Empire. Empire of the Ants or the Ant Empire. It was that movie was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was wow. made no sense. We were just watching it and it was like this is really bad. <laughs> Yes. I only reason and, the only reason we watched yeah. it is because Joan Collins was on it. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like an Ed Wood movie. That was, she that was in her prime. Yeah. So the plot line is is that Joan Collins is a is a is a is a, is a Donald Trump fraudster and is trying to sell some sell some swampland <laughs> sell some swampland undeveloped swampland to 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 people who are retired. <laughs> And uh, and then somebody uh, throws some uh, nuclear waste into the ocean, <laughs> and, and it a, washes ashore, and the ants get into it and turn into gigantic ants. And the ants ashore, busts <laughs> open, and ants eat it. And the ants eat the it ants and turn eat it. turn into giant ants. That's right. <laughs> God, it was bad. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, because everybody just throws nuclear waste around like it's nothing, you know. So anyway. <laughs> Well, thank you, Francie. Right. Yeah. And tell people where they yeah. can check you out. Okay. <laughs> um, on Mastodon, Threads, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Discord, Pinterest. You're all over the place. <laughs> at Francie57. I'm um, still on the X. I'm still on the X until they blow up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. After this week. Well, Twitter. After this Twitter. week's news about... Elon Musk and, tw- oh, and, God, and Twitter. Yeah. It's like made me so glad I'm not on there anymore. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. I think its days are numbered. Seriously. Because yeah. uh, Musk, Musk can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Well, well and all those big companies are, are pressing free speech. They're all anti-free speech. So, you know, yeah. it's not yeah. about fiduciary responsibility to the brand or anything. Just remember what he is. He's an Afrikaner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that uh, grew up during apartheid? Yeah. He's an Afrikaner, and his father was an Afrikaner. He's a Nazi boar. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's another word for Afrikaner. Yes. Well, thank you, Francie. Justice, what's happening out? Yep. What's happening out Oregon he, he's Way? He's at POS. Yeah, Justice, what's happening out Oregon Way? Well, uh, what is happening out here? I guess we've had weather, which is nice. <laughs> I don't know. The same old, same old. Uh, the the uh, right wing pretty much lost, you know, their pants in the election, and we're still hearing the whining. Oh God! To, to this day, oh God! Oh God! Did they? Did they? Did you manage to get the Moms for Liberty off the school boards? Well, yes. Uh, fortunately, well, Moms for Liberty didn't have as much of a actual presence in terms of organization, uh, but the proud boys do. So since they're kind of teaming up in other States, you can see it coming, but I got to say there's actually, uh, in some of the smaller school boards, uh, the more right wing elements have been supplanted by more reasonable voices. Hmm. So that was heartening to hear. Um, you, you know, here in the local area, this little burg of Rogue River, there's a, you know, there's a fair, fairly conservative MAGA element, and they're not afraid to let you know it. 
<laughs> to the point to the point where a lot of people don't want anyone to know who they are for because you know you don't want somebody coming onto your property saying what's that rainbow flag doing here right you know that kind of stuff oh, wow. so um uh you know it was actually fairly quiet and unfortunately this morning i woke up and i opened up the facebook town page and um there is a uh, proposal, not even a proposal. I think it's uh, it's part of a state and federal program to upgrade our school medical facilities so that the school nurse can do her job. Oh, and recently there's been this push against having school nurses because they're grooming kids to be trans. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. thought it would be because of the vaccines. <sighs> So, of course, you know, then everybody's up in arms about, well, why did I hear about this? Well, there was a public hearing and, you know, people came and they spoke about it. And where were you? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like it's not like we're some giant metropolis. We only have twenty one hundred people. It's not like, you know, I'm just saying. Now, of course, the school district does take in the kids from the outlying unincorporated rural parts, but town itself, 2,100 people, uh, you know, you kind of, if you're paying attention, I guess you would know what's going on. But when your strings are being pulled by national interests, and then you claim that these are local issues, and you get called out about it, Mm -hmm. you just... I don't know. How many times do I have to explain to people that when a guy has capital investments, by definition, he's not a commie. Right. So stop calling me a commie. There you go. God, I hate that. (laughs) So so that's that. And uh, I don't know what else to say except uh, uh, Joe's doing a great job. He has a terrible messaging problem. Mostly because the media won't get his message out, and when he tries to, they take his ad buys away. Univision. Univision. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. That that pissed me off. Uh, actually, there's a backlash in the greater Hispanic diaspora against Univision. Well, right I saw now. John Leguizamo's leading it. Yes, and we're not talking just you know Venezuelans. We're talking about around the world. <laughs> so I think that that is very heartening too. So we'll see. Well, that's good. But uh, we need to vote. And Absolutely. we're still a year out. I'm not listening to any polls. What is nope. this? Nope. Too soon. You know, it's, it, to, to me, it's like watching, you know, um, preseason. I am not going to watch preseason. When the season starts, I'll watch the games then. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that pontificating on this day. You can find me on Netroots Radio, on Twitter, on Mastodon. It's not X. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ellen wants you to call it X. And, um, you know, he's blowing up uh, that social media platform pretty much the same way he's blowing up that rocket that he says was a success. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? That was... was What's up with that? He keeps showing these pictures about what a great rocket it is, and it's going to take us to interplanetary civilization. It blew up. Right. <laughs> Beautiful. Now this wow. is the can- this is the kind of gaslighting that uh, you know gives Nazi gaslighting a bad name. I would say, but 
Yeah, okay, we'll enough of that. I'm I'm on Twitter, Mastodon, Spoutable, Blue Sky, Facebook. I'm everywhere at Justice Putnam. And also, I happen to be the poetry editor at Black Coes over there on Daily Coes. All right. Thank you, Justice. Always glad to have you back. And Joe, what's happening up Scranton Way? Oh, let's see. Up in Scranton. Let's see. We bought a new car yesterday. Oh, did you? Yes. Yes. Congratulations. We bought a Subaru. Mm, you always do. <laughs> no, actually, we've been having Nissans. And, oh, uh, I thought you had Subarus. Yeah. yeah. We did for a long time. And uh, anyway, they welcomed us back to the Subaru family. And we got a, a new Subaru yesterday. And awesome. let's see, what else? Which one did you get? Uh, a Wilderness. Oh, cool. Forester Wilderness. Nice. It's for Barb. Barb loved it. It's green. And it's one of those off-road kind of yeah. high setting. Yeah, it's real nice. And she likes that Subaru has discontinued all leather seating. They have another kind of leatherette, fake leather hmm. kind of seat that's uh, animal friendly. Good. And last night, after, as we were signing our, our uh, papers, we were offered the opportunity to donate to a charity of our choice. And we gave $250, well, they did, <laughs> Subaru, to the ASPCA. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's great. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, Foresters are great. Every reasonable girlfriend I had owned one. There you go. I'm and serious. It's, I, the reasonable girlfriends drove Foresters, Subaru Foresters. Hmm. I had, I had Kind of the green ones, too, like you're describing. But this is, well, yeah. upgraded awesome. the seating, though, huh? or the uh, upholstery. Well, yeah, they call it the uh, uh, Trex or something like that. Um, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's a leathery kind of seating, but it's not leather. Okay. And uh, oh, geez, all the bells and whistles in this thing. The actual the guy told me he said he said you know if you wanted a basic Forester, I'd have to order it special because <laughs> <laughs> everything that comes in the lot is loaded, you know. And uh, so eh, what the hell. It's only money. There you go. You know, a wise, guy, a wise man once told me, the last check you write before you die should bounce. Right. <laughs> there you go. So I am not saving my money for any nursing home. Is it no. independent traction between two-wheel and four-wheel? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's got this, cool. this, new, this new wilderness off-road thing. It's got a button in the middle you, where if you're in deep mud or deep snow, Cool. You turn this thing and it crawls you out of there. Yeah, oh, my my oh, yeah. Uh, my Grand Cherokee has that. So yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, cool. it's something. And I think you know. It's a is weird the Forester thing. is the Forester the one that looks just like the Grand Cherokee? I think it is. I, don't, I mean, it looks almost identical body style. They all look alike to me. Yeah, right. So. All the I carry I carry little ramps in my car that fold out in case one gets caught in snow, mud, ice. Well, where you what's, get a little bit of traction under it and get yourself out somewhat. What's weird about this car is you it once you stop at a stoplight, mm-hmm. if you don't go right away, the engine turns off. Oh, oh, you got one of the hybrids. Yeah. No, 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 it's mm. not a hybrid. No. It's just part of the part of the thing. As soon as you take your foot off the brake, the engine starts again. Oh. But if you're stuck in traffic for five, ten minutes and not moving, the engine shuts off. Oh, and as, know, soon as, you real... take, as soon as you take your foot off the brake, the engine starts again. Yeah, I had a, I had a rental car like that once. 
So yeah, yeah, it's 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 really it's a little strange. It's cool. And uh, but yeah, we it's it's really nice. And he was uh, salivating over my car. I have a Nissan Altima Platinum, mm-hmm. and it has six thousand miles on it. Right, three, I know. You bought it the day. Be- you bought it the day before the pandemic started. <laughs> we do- bought it the day the pandemic. Oh, the day shutdown of, of started. The shutdown started. It was on the lot. I I bought it on a whim. I picked it up that Saturday, put it in my garage, and it didn't move for a year. I didn't fill the tank or anything for a year. Right. <laughs> And right now it has 6,000 miles on it. And the guy said, oh, I could give you a good deal on that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you but, you know, uh, anyway, that was fun. And, uh, oh, maybe I'll be able to see out of both eyes on Tuesday That's because right, I'm having yeah. my second cataract taken out. Yeah, your first one went really well, I hear, you said. Yeah, tell you what, it's, it's easy peasy. You know, it's like here's your hat. Which here's your coat. What's your hurry? <laughs> here's a here's the thing. Of orange juice. Uh, have somebody pick you up. Right. <laughs> you know, what what happened? <laughs> like after you ride, and you look like a cyborg. Right. Uh, they put that metal patch over your eye with the holes in it and look like a cyborg. Oh no, no more. No, they don't do that anymore. No, they don't do that anymore. no, no, nothing, nothing. Just uh, just Willie in the OR. Uh, they give you this amnesia drug. I don't remember <laughs> shit. You come out. They're out. They hook you up. And they say, we're going to give a shot now. It may give you amnesia. And then the next thing you know, they're unhooking you and say, it did great. And here's the orange juice. And uh, we already called your ride. And uh, get out of here. Right. <laughs> Just like that. No, no, no shield. No, nothing. Uh, the I last thing I about- remember before going under was they asked, now tell me about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing they do do it's 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 very uh, 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 you know reassuring is that they put a magic marker mark over the eye they're going to do right <laughs> so, yeah so nobody gets a, nobody gets a confused <laughs> no actually they they've done that quite a bit I've had in the last several surgeries I've had in the last whatever decade or whatever, they always ask now, which side are we operating on? <laughs> yes. And they ask you a hundred times when they're taking A hundred times. I'm like, and which eye is it? Right. What's your birthday? July 30th. And who are you? Yeah. I'm Joe Santos. And what eye are we doing again? That's <laughs> the right eye. Okay. And then they, then they say, well, now we're going to give you an amnesia drug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a good thing you do that after you ask me all these questions. Right. <laughs> Bring in the next day for a vision check. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 yeah. takes that takes like all of five minutes. They look at your eye, say, "Oh, the retina is still attached, nice and clear." Read that chart. Oh, you could go all the down twenty twenty. Yeah, I said, get out of here. That's <laughs> it. See you in six weeks. Well, in this case, see you in two weeks because they were going to do my right eye. So, yeah, my right eye was so bad they had to do best guess on the lens. They had to do what? Best guess. Best guess. Yeah. Whoa. That would uh, make me hesitate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I came out like the left eye. Twenty twenty-five. The guy punched a few extra holes in it with the laser just to get more light in. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was cake. And this is like ten years ago when they put the shields on. You look like a cyborg. Oh no, they. Nothing, you know. Just the only irritating part of it is the drops afterwards. Yeah. You have to do them for twenty-eight days, and they burn like hell. I didn't have any drops. Uh, I just went day and uh, got my eyes checked, and 
Yeah, the traps uh, are. Later, I had the second eye, Dad. Yeah, no, the traps are brutal. But, uh, and it's like four a day for the first Ooh. week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't put things in my eyes. Well, I wore contacts since I'm in high school. So, yeah. you know what? It's poking my eyes. It's just routine. <laughs> right. It's no problem. So, I've got to well, Joe, good put luck with that. Order my eye and turn my head. Well, Joe, good luck. Hole into my eye. Good luck with your surgery on Tuesday. Yes, thanks. Yeah. And you can find me on uh, Facebook and on uh, t- not on Twitter. Oh God, I blew that bridge up, and I'm so happy. <laughs> right? I blew that bridge up. Yes, and I'm so happy the way I blew it up now, because I called him every name in the fucking book. Right. And he deserved it then, and he deserves it more now. Yeah. You Afrikaner, you. And I love, yep. I love how all the major sponsors are running away. <laughs> IBM, yes. Microsoft, Apple. <laughs> anyway, and you can find me in the operating room on Tuesday at 6.40 a.m. <laughs> 6.40. That's early. <laughs> well, I'm the first. The last time I was the last. Ah. Yes, I was, in the, I was in the waiting room two hours, and I was in the operating room two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but uh, yeah, anyway. Yes, now I'm the first. So there. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you, Joe. At Marnus3 at mstdn.party. Thank you. And Tim Cornwall hailing from the great city of Pittsburgh on the other side of the state from Joe. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're going, doing okay here, getting ready for Thanksgiving. So, uh, uh, but timcornwall.com is a website for our show. We are on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts, and we're on Netroots Radio, just at 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. As well as on Radio for Humans, Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern at RadioForHumans.com. And we got a great Facebook page that Joe runs for us. And uh, now let's do follow me. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musical.ly. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow. Hey, Francie, who's your social yes. media friend this week? Glenn Kirshner, too. He rocks. On threads. He rocks. Yes, he does. Yep. And we all know why. <laughs> Just to explaining things, you know, so, so that somebody like me can understand what's going on with all the legal, you know, hurdles and things and strategies and stalls that uh, that orange idiot's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glenn. Yeah, between him, Neil Katyal, and... And Kirshner's funny. Between Glenn, yep. Neil Katyal, and uh, and uh, Andrew Weiss, Andrew Weissman, Barb McQuaid, yep. <laughs> Joyce Vance, yeah, all of them. Oh my God, yeah. they they, yeah. Are, they are keeping my sanity, but they keep promising yes. justice matters, and I keep waiting for it. <laughs> right, but but I mean, they explain things so that anyone—well, not anyone, but people can understand. You know. Mm-hmm. Because if you just, you can't watch the news on TV, can't trust it, whatever, but at least these people kind of lay it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Glenn Kirshner, too, on the threads, and we'll, we'll go to uh, Tom. Uh, at Empty Wheel on Twitter. It's. Um, Yay. Yeah. Uh, Marcy does some great. Coverage of the uh, 800 trials that are going on. <laughs> yeah. Coverage, coverage and analysis of the politics involved. 
and she has no sense of humor anymore. It used to be she was pretty straight on her reporting. Now it's fuck this, fuck that. This guy's an idiot. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe they could try, you know, explaining that that was dropped. It was debunked. What are you doing again? Right. So she's sharp. She's fun. She's interesting. And she makes it easy for everybody to know what's going on. All right. Empty yep. Wheel on Twitter. I'm not on the Twitter, but uh, link is in the show notes. And uh, let's go to Justice. My social media friend of the week is a person who has remained on Twitter because, well, <laughs> we want to be part of its uh, great demise or at least a change at the top. I am uh, social media friends this week with Mayo at Mayo is Spicy. She says, I'm here to fight against the GOP, must love dogs and democracy. And she hails from San Luis Obispo, California, one of my favorite towns, actually. Uh, There's a Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo and there's a Cal Poly in Pomona. I really wanted to go to San Luis Obispo, but they would only let me walk on at Pomona. So you just go down to San Luis Obispo and surf. Yeah, well, we had lunch. We had lunch there. Uh, oh, uh, when isn't we were, it lovely and when, beautiful? Yeah, when we were driving down the coast of California no, on, great. Route, on Route 1. Of course, one of the reasons I uh, suggest that you follow her is that her pinned tweet is uh, the United States needs to cancel all government contracts with Elon Musk and revoke his security clearance immediately. Do you there agree? You right. And yes, we do. Yep. And uh, as he gets more and more into it, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, um, who was w- Werner? Werner, what was the uh, Nazi guy who took over the space program? Von Braun. Well, yeah, Werner Von Braun. At least Werner Von Braun invented things. He didn't just buy into it. That didn't blow up. It didn't and blow up. They didn't blow up. <laughs> the 50-50 chance that it blow up on the pad. Yeah, though I did hear some uh, German historians bemoan the fact that actually the V-2 rockets were known to blow up before they met their target. So how successful of a terrorist <laughs> instrument were they? And it kind of makes you wonder why people are apologizing for it yeah. in this oh. day. But... but uh, um, Mayo is spicy is a good follow, and I suggest that you do. Yes, well, they, you know they they were uh, they were touting that oh well it blew up, but that's because we blew it up on purpose because we would, we wanted it to we didn't one of the rockets didn't fire on time and it would have broken up and landed on populated parts of the world. We wanted exactly. to go in the ocean, but uh, my thing is is that it blew up. <laughs> Except. Yeah. Their first, their first acknowledgement of it was a unscheduled dissembling event. Right, I love that. That's December hilarious. Event. I know. I heard. That. And also, who who was Elon Musk to use our oceans as his goddamn garbage dump? Right. Well, there for his go. failed rockets. Yeah. Well, you know, NASA, NASA's That's got got to got to got to get ahead since they contracted everything out. So, but yeah, maybe I was going to say, I thought we kind of like got over the majority of our rockets blowing up shortly yeah. after liftoff. You right. know, why do we have to have a private guy reinvent the wheel? Right, exactly. Okay, Mayo Spicy. Thank you, Justice. <laughs> and Joe. Oh, my uh, social media friend of the week is Representative Jamie Raskin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. 
constitutional scholar, great representative. Uh, glad to see that he's over with his uh, chemo. Good for you. Yeah. And uh, I don't watch, you know, the news on TV or the sh- Sunday shows. But I read today that on uh, Jake Tapper's show, whatever that is, um, he first had on uh, the governor of Florida. What's his name? Well, anyway, um, uh, Il Duce. Yeah, Il Il Dummy, <laughs> and he uh, he was uh, pressed as to why would he condemn the Afrikaner who runs Twitter, and he wouldn't. Of course, he wouldn't. And he he claimed he was not that he was against anti-Semitism, but. He wouldn't condemn what he, that man wrote, you know. And uh, so, who comes on right after DeSantis was Jamie Raskin, and Whoa. he picked him apart. Good. He said, "There you go. You know that's yeah. typical. You know, like yes, don't wanna, don't wanna poke the bear, no matter what he says, even if he's eating your mother. You know, yeah. just keep feeding him. So." Uh, yeah, so thank you, Jamie Raskin, for standing up for uh, for uh, or against hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's great. He really is, and yes. uh, uh, I highly respect that man. So anyway, so Jamie Raskin on the Facebook, and I'm going this week uh, with uh, Middle Age Riot on Instagram. He's hilarious, <laughs> John Hartzell. But he posted George Santos is too unethical for the Republican Party. Which is like being too tall to play basketball, too wet to be a fish, or too wet, too dumb to wear a MAGA hat. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> so, we'll get to Santos in a little bit, but we'll give all of our uh, social media friends a applause. And we'll start with John Meacham on Morning Joe. In honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat on elections. The threat from outside oh forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. All right, let's bring in right now the Rogers Chair of the American Presidency at Vanderbilt University, historian John Meacham. Uh, John, um, I... I, I I think uh, he should probably uh, give some, pay some royalties uh, to Mussolini's family trust because when he starts talking about rooting out communist, Marxist, radical left, vermin, uh, destroying the country, it is, it is, he, he's, he's lifting it from Mussolini and other fascists from the past. Yeah, and from the Third Reich. And uh, using the 1930s as an example of anything is a fraught uh, enterprise. So this is used to be. I'm it saying certainly, this very, John, it, it, John, it used to be. It used to be. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can at this fair, point, fair. with what what with what he has shown us, it's not so fraught anymore. Uh, when you have a guy that again. Praising violence. I mean, let me add to that what you just heard. Praising violence against Paul Pelosi, praising dictators, uh, uh, Xi, uh, Kim Jong-un. In this case, he praises a guy who who despises Western democracy, Orban. Um, I, I, I think we can talk about the 1930s now, can't we? Okay. 
Well, here we go, because to call your opponents vermin, Mm -hmm. to dehumanize them, is to not only open the door, but to walk through the door toward the most ghastly kinds of crimes. And gives me no pleasure to start off a a Monday morning talking about this, but I, I have a small plea to all of my Republican friends and I live in Tennessee, so that's redundant, right? I got Republican friends. For all of those folks, think again. Think anew about this. This is not about the age of the incumbent president. This is not about your opinion of the incumbent vice president of the United States. This is about your candidate's front runner, your party's front runner, who is, in fact, now as clearly as you can do it, is putting American democracy, human rights, the rule of law below his own ambition. And the other thing is, it looked to me as if he were reading that off the prompter. Right. Yeah. Let me show you this really quickly. No, he wasn't popping up. Let me show you that Carlos Lozada uh, had some uh, had a, a, an op ed in, in the Sunday Times with a headline that I'm sure jarred a lot of people. A Trump Biden rematch is the election we need. He makes a very persuasive argument on that front. Let me read this to you, John. Uh, and um, and and it really does bring into sharp relief how the soul of America is on the ballot in 20. 24. Trump is running as an overtly authoritarian candidate, writes Carlos. And, uh, the illusion of pivots of adults in the room of a man molded by the office is long gone. He is dismissive of the law, except when he can harness it for his own benefit. Of open expression, except when it fawns all over him. And of free elections, except when they produce the victories he likes. He is called for the termination of the Constitution based on persistent claims of 2020 electoral fraud. And according to the Washington Post, in a new term, he would use the Justice Department as an instrument of vengeance against political opponents. We know who Trump is and what he offers. And John Meacham, to to echo what you have have written, what you have said, uh, this is about the soul of America. I really don't think it's an overstatement. Let's go back from the 1930s to 1864. I would I would be hard pressed uh, to find an election that matters more in, in 2024 than the election of 1864, where an Abraham Lincoln loss would have preserved slavery in America. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If the 17th president of the United States had been George McClellan, uh, there would have probably been a a peace with the Confederacy that would have revoked uh, emancipation. And slavery, I think, at that point would have endured into the 20th century. So that was a vital existential election. I believe this is, too. I agree with you. There it is. That's it right there. All right. That's a lot. To, do, to unpack there, so it's kind of a long clip, but uh, but yeah, I think he's absolutely right. And you know what's really freaky, freaking me out, is he's just coming out downright and saying it. No more, no more subtleties. Yeah. You know, 
oh, this or that, saying words that, that you know, dog whistled or this or that. They're just coming out the flat Lee out Atwater saying stuff. it. Yeah, they're just coming out flat, flat out saying it. You know, he's going to... Because I was going to say, you know, the, the Vermin speech has its origination really even before the citation I'm going to cite. But uh, uh, it takes a while to inure people to complacency and they do, and it can be done with language. So welfare queen, uh, pimp daddy, you know, any, any of the derogatory terms that we heard the right you use over these many decades has led us to exactly where we are now. And it's not by accident. Well, and the thing is, is like, okay, we saw in a week before last, in the November elections, in the states that held elections, is people are sick of this crap, you know? Yeah. Yep. Moms for yep. Liberty lost across the board because people are sick of their crap. They're sick of them trying to tell what their, tell people what their kids can read and what they can't. And they're just mm-hmm. sick of this crap at these, at these school board meetings and all this garbage and they're sick of DeSantis and his woke and this and that. And all and and, and oh, what the, what what what's the deal with his boots? By the way, <laughs> you know but, what, uh, uh, Tim? I wanted to mention actually, though we don't have a you know uh, coordinated and official Moms for Liberty contingent here, uh, the fellow who consistently rants on the town Facebook page about the government schools and you know all the inequities that are arising out of it because it's you know public schools are trying to be equitable. <laughs> Um, uh, I will say that I was actually amazed. In fact, I took down my more generic, uh, you know, poke in the eye kind of response because there were so many moms and grandmoms and dads and granddads telling the guy he was full of, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, people are fed up. They're saying, you know, these are all lies. This is what it is. So I'm like, <laughs> you don't need me. I'm, I'm right. going to. Well, this stir is the it. pot any more than what this guy's already stirred. Well, this is it. I mean, this is what what Trump is peddling is what people don't want. I mean, they're sick of it. And but the thing that worries and you know me, what else? the thing that worries me is when you put in Jill Stein and you know oh. and Joe Joe Manchin yeah. and and Williamson Ken, and Kennedy. You know, <laughs> and and they're saying. They're saying yeah. the polling that Kennedy's going Kennedy Kennedy could get twenty two percent of the vote. You know, it, I mean, we get all these. It's still early, is, but that independent vote is going to skew mm-hmm. towards MAGA, and he's going to take it from MAGA. Yeah, but but we could still end up with we could still end up with Trump winning the electoral college. He might not win the, but it would be a repeat of twenty sixteen. Yeah, and then where are we going to yep. be? Then where are we going to be? You know, right. I'm going to be in Canada. I don't know where right? you're going to be. Yeah. Right. So you know, I was, was going to mention the. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was, I was just looking at the residency requirements. You have to be be living there for three years. So I, I, it's too late for me. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, I saw that. That Laffy's yeah. been talking about that because they're in the process of immigrating from California to 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 um, you know, to Vancouver area, I think. But uh, but anyway. And then yeah. um, Geraldo Rivera was on with Jim Acosta discussing all this. I'll ask you about something else, Geraldo, and that is 
Uh, over the weekend, we saw Trump offering a preview of the actions he would take if he becomes president again. A source telling CNN, this was also reported in the New York Times, Trump plans to round up undocumented immigrants living in the U.S. and place them in detention camps. He'd also re-implement his so-called Muslim ban, uh, use Title 42 to turn away asylum seekers, speed up mass deportations. Uh, Trump is also saying he'd indict his political opponents if he's re-elected. What's your reaction? When you hear this kind of stuff, well, about I what think Trump would do in a second Trump term. sees he sees immigration, Jim, as uh, as his abortion in the sense that this is something that he believes can appeal to his base and beyond. Uh, Biden's uh, kindness has had a toxic impact. It has had exactly the uh, the opposite to the intended impact. It's been a welcome mat. And uh, as a result, the southern border has been overrun and has given Trump an issue to run on. But Geraldo, detention camps. I believe believe that with Stephen Miller in charge, Dr. Evil in charge, I believe he is serious. I believe that in his mind, he sees a very simplistic answer to this problem, uh, you know, brutality. He He will deport he will hold as many as he can, deport as many as he can, as fast as he can. He'll undo the dreamers. He'll make the dreamers into nightmares. Uh, he, will, he will scare the bejesus out of potential immigrants. And they will, and I think it will have a, it will have a, a, a positive impact on the southern border. H- however cruel he is, the more cruel he is, I think the, the, more, uh, the lower uh, illegal immigration will be. It is sad to say that. I hate that, that it, there is a cause and effect. But Trump's tough guy demeanor last time around, even threatening the president of Mexico uh, with cutting off trade and all the other draconian uh, threats he made had a, had a result to reduce undocumented immigration. No, he didn't. He will be cruel. Say, no, he doesn't care. And the, and the sad thing is it will appeal to his base in ways that uh, I think will, will be very disappointing to those of us who want a pluralistic, inclusive society. This is what they paint. Well, he's right there on the one hand. Trump wants concentration camps for immigrants. Right. That's that was the point of that piece. That's why I included it. But they all act like, like you know, the the southern border is just rampant with you know people crawling over the over razor wire and coming in and just getting away and and all. When when you look at the the numbers of the migrants coming across, and it's down. It's down. It's yep. less than Trump. Was. It's less than it was under Trump. But they all act mm-hmm. like, oh, Biden's policies just. Bleh. You know, and then they just keep repeating it, and then the press starts repeating it. Well, then, you know, also the numbers that uh, are interdicted and everything, they're using those as, as oh, they're, look at all these people that got away. No, Border Patrol's doing their job and catching them. I mean, well, and, oh, and the other thing, too, is, is you know, is, is you seriously think he's going to, he's not going to try and separate the f- kids from the families again? They want that. And they said that there's this agreement, you know, that there were this settlement agreement they're working out with DOJ that would prevent the DOJ from separating people or from or Homeland Security from separating people for seven years. But you really think he's going to honor that? I mean, like, well, I mean, Jen Ellis said it. We don't care. We got they that clip coming care. up. You know, you know, and it doesn't matter if a judge rules that they can't do it. They don't they won't care. <laughs> They'll do it anyway. Also, I know we're going to speak about him in just a moment, but all this rhetoric of anti-immigration and the evilness of them is right out of Stephen Miller. He's oh yes, 
a, a virulent anti-immigrant immigrant, and it goes back mm. to his days at Santa Monica High School. Mm. That When I say Santa Monica Goebbels, that's what his fellow students called him because he took out or he tried to have a big protest to get their Hispanic janitor fired because Jesus. he was an illegal, <laughs> according to Stephen Miller. Right. Well, I mean, ah, Joy, I'm sorry. Here we go. Joy Reid's talking about him here. Meanwhile, in another post on his fake Twitter today, Trump warned that special counsel Jack Smith and other Justice Department officials will wind up in a mental institution if he were reelected. The idea that people might wind up in mental institutions also might sound like a bit. If we didn't already know that in a second term, Trump is planning to go after anyone who opposes him. According to The Washington Post, Trump plans to gut the Department of Justice and fill it with sycophants who will go after his political enemies. And he's reportedly drafting plans to invoke the Insurrection Act on his first day in office to allow him to deploy the U.S. military against civil demonstrations. In fact, much of what Donald Trump wants in a second term is no secret at all. The Project 2025 collection of policy proposals to give him all sorts of dictatorial powers has been in the works for years now with the help of the Heritage Foundation. Axios reports on efforts to pre-screen the ideologies of thousands of potential Trump foot soldiers as part of that unprecedented operation to expand his power at every level of government. Noting that hundreds of people are spending tens of millions of dollars to install a pre-vetted pro-Trump army of up to 54,000 loyalists across government to rip off the restraints imposed on the previous 46 presidents. Social media histories are already being plumbed, and if Trump were to win, thousands of Trump-first loyalists would be ready for legal, judicial, defense, regulatory, and domestic policy jobs. His own circle plans to purge anyone viewed as hostile. Adding that, the people leading these efforts aren't figures like Rudy Giuliani. They're, they're, they're not ridiculous figures like Rudy Giuliani. They're smart, experienced people, many with very unconventional and elastic views of presidential power mm-hmm. and traditional rule of like law. Like Stephen Miller, yep. One of the chief architects of Project 2025 is a former Trump advisor, Stephen Miller, the white nationalist Dracula behind draconian and cruel Trump immigration policies like the Muslim ban and separating immigrant children from their families and putting them in cages. That, Stephen Miller, has even more disgusting, racist immigration plans for a second Trump term. The New York Times dug into those plans. They include preparing to round up undocumented people already in the United States on a vast scale and detain them in sprawling camps while they wait Hmm. to be expelled. Sound familiar? Adding that Trump plans to scour the country for unauthorized immigrants and deport people by the millions per year. To help expedite the deportation process, they're preparing an enormous expansion of a form of removal that does not require due process hearings. In a statement tonight, top advisors for the Trump campaign acknowledged reporting on Trump's second-term plans by calling them purely speculative and theoretical even though some are designed by people close to the former president. And if you are inclined for one second not to take all of this seriously, just remember that this is exactly what Donald Trump did with the federal judiciary in 2016 with the help of his crony Leonard Leo and his gang over at the Federalist Society. Right. With a ready-made list of people that he would nominate to the Supreme Court 
and to other courts months before a single vote was cast. And the biggest alarm is that the face of this clearly articulated monstrosity, Trump, is not just facing Joe Biden, but an increasingly fractured coalition of non-Trump options. As many as five people, maybe six, could be on next November's ballot. So just remember, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Amen. Amen. There you go. Amen. Amen. Oh, now my soundboard's doing the repeating yep. thing again. <laughs> Weird. Oh, but yeah, I'm serious. But that's it. That's exactly right. You know who else had a plan to supplant all of the existing government with their own right-wing political ideologies? Let me see. People. There you go. Yep, there you go. We know them as the stormtroopers or more commonly the brown shirts. Right. And they had a plan, just like the 2025 plan, in which they already had all of their brown shirt people who would, in some cases, go in and physically remove the people Mm. that they were going to replace. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, And all I'm saying is that the problem with Nazis like Stephen Goebbels, they don't have an original idea in their head. They're always copying everything that came before. And since they do that, we might as well believe them, right? Yep. And and if you think it's not going to happen here, listen to Rachel Maddow's uh, um, mm-hmm. Ultra. Because when the Nazis had the brown shirts, we had the silver shirts. Yep. And look at what happened in Wisconsin yesterday. Mar- That's who Nazis marching with swastikas through Madison, Wisconsin yesterday. Guess who was at that big uh, German mm. Bund uh, gathering at Madison Square Garden? Mm-hmm. Yes, Daddy Trump. Right, exactly, mm. exactly. Well, and then we saw Jenna Ellis. Uh, they uh, one of the uh, defense attorneys leaked the video of uh, Jenna Ellis uh, telling the prosecutors this. Okay. And uh, at the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss, what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized to him, I thought that the... Um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. We don't care. There you go. And that's the way wow. the second Trump yep. administration would run. The Supreme Court says you don't do that. They, they're going to say, we don't care. We're doing it anyway. Yep. And, try, and try and stop us. And the Supreme Court has no right. function, has no, has no ability to stop them. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they fire the federal employees that are loyal to the Constitution and replace them with people that are loyal to Trump, they're going to do what he tells them to do no matter what the Supreme Court says, right? I hate, bring, I hate bringing up these parallels to history, but you, do you know who else in history 
was referred to as the boss, uh-huh. <laughs> Stalin. Stalin, right? And there's no accident in that either. I'm just, it's just when they tell you what they're going to do, they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I still don't, uh, Tim, I still don't know how, even with this Project 2025, that career civil servants can be so readily fired and replaced. I don't understand how that can work administratively. Well, Come on. How, how, how can the force of law be behind that when the force of law is to prevent that from happening? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, that we saw that with the whole Schedule F thing when Trump was still in office. They tried to pass the Schedule F so they could fire all the people that were in policymaking roles across federal agencies and replace them with Trump sycophants to write policy. So, yep. you know, but uh, anyway, uh, and then Jen Psaki uh, played this clip of Donald Trump. So you may not remember this piece of reporting back from November of 2021. A lot has happened since then, to be fair. But according to Jonathan Carl's reporting for his book, Betrayal, his last book, on his last day in office, shortly after boarding Air Force One, Donald Trump spoke with Republican Party Chair Ronna McDaniel and delivered some pretty uncomfortable news. He told McDaniel he was leaving the GOP and creating his own political party, threatening to destroy the Republican Party altogether. Well, ahead of the release of his new book, Jonathan Carl shared with us the audio from an interview he had with Trump when he asked him about that call. This is something that has not aired before, and we found it interesting because Trump's response says a lot about his fraught relationship with the GOP. When you got on the plane, you had a call from Ronna McDaniel. Do you recall Do you re- recall that phone conversation? No. Because uh, you, you would... What did she say? Uh, that you, what did uh, she say? That you told her you were going to leave the Republican Party. Hey, this is the sickest thing I've ever heard. I, it never says any such thing. Uh-huh. You mean I was going to form another party? Or yes. Something? Yes. Oh, that's bull- okay. It never happened. <laughs> now, as you heard, Trump denied pretty vehemently there that he has ever said anything like that. The RNC actually tried to deny it too until Carl reminded them that his source had confirmed the story in a recorded interview. It's very awkward. It shows you just how uncomfortable Donald Trump's relationship with the party's establishment has been. And yet, Trump and the Republican Party have not split at all, despite four criminal indictments and increasingly unhinged and authoritarian language. The party has stuck by him, completely by him. There you go. Well, you know, I wish he had split off America First Party because that would divide the Republican Party and they'd never win an election again, (laughs) you know. But it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I I don't know. I, I am starting to get really worried about next year. I don't know about you guys, but I just got this sinking stomach. I'm, I'm reading how MAGA Republican led state parties are running out of money because of their own inherent corruption. And uh, Trump likes to get, you know, his peek into everything and um you know so who knows maybe they might just starve themselves in some way except they do have a lot of what i call maga nazi billionaires well and i think the bottom line is it's a losing message for them because because we saw what happened in november you know i mean a couple weeks ago and you know all across the the school boards all the way to the to Mm -hmm. you know to the legislatures and things and and uh and the you know the ballot initiatives but but it's just, you know, 
again, like we said, the parents were sick of it, uh, you know, of, of the war on woke and all this crap and DeSantis's battle with Disney and, and, oh, and the school boards and this and that and, and whatever. I love, I love how they say, well, leave it up to the parents and the parents say, we're sick of you. And they go, you know, they, they're, they're just little children themselves and we have to parent them. Right. Exactly. So then <laughs> Joe, to set you up here for the clown car, mm-hmm. Fox and friends. Welcome back. More than 19,000 people have signed a petition against the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade for featuring transgender performers. The group behind it is called One Million Moms. Uh, They labeled the parade as transgender extravaganzas with their taking on, saying this year's holiday parade will potentially expose tens of millions of viewers at home to the liberal LGBTQ agenda. Here to react, Alliance Defending Freedom President Kristen Wagner. Uh, Kristen, what prompted this action? Is it just just the presence at a parade that's known for wholesome family activity? I think that's part of it, but Disney's box office flops like the Marvels, as well as Macy's inclusion of a non-binary transgender character in a parade is just another example of an ideological war that's being waged on families. And customers are saying they've had enough. But it oh, seems really? that corporate brands that were once trusted just still aren't getting the message. So I think you're seeing parents stand up, rise up and say, we're going to parent. And we expect our family-friendly events to truly be family-friendly and not teach our children values that we object to. Kristen, what do you say to people go, well, you got to be tolerant to all, be inclusive to all? We're all about tolerance yes. and inclusivity. And what that means is that it shouldn't be corporate brands that are waging <laughs> propaganda on our children. Right. right now, we're seeing in the entertainment industry, at Disney's hands, as well as even in our school system, we're seeing propaganda being waged that plays Disney's out in hands. secret transitions that are being facilitated um, without parents' knowledge. We're seeing curriculum and books that are being used in classrooms designed to confuse children about who they are and who God mm-hmm. created them to be. So Shut I up. think, again, it's an issue of parents saying we're here to parent and this ideology right. isn't just existing in a theory or a vacuum. It's playing out on the ground so, and it's very destructive. So, Kristen, there's one that's talking about societal and then there's box office. You referenced it. The Marvel's movie rolls out and it's done absolutely terrible. And it's one of those message movies of political correctness and the, tr- the transgender huh? element to it. In a game that used to be about su- in a uh, series used to be about superheroes, Avengers Endgame, for example, big success, $357 million. The Marvels rolls out, $47 million. An epic flop. Do you think this backs up your theory? I think it does, absolutely. I was just asking my son last night, tell me about some of these movies that have been flopping. What do you think? And he says, they're just bad movies. They are all about the political correctness. They're all about propaganda. Kids see through it and parents see through it. We need to understand very clearly that these ideologies that are being peddled in films and in our school systems are designed to pit children against their parents. And it's time for parents to not stand on the sidelines, but to truly use their influence. And we need to understand that what we're seeing on campuses today, what we'll see in D.C. today in this march, these are these theories playing out on the ground. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, Kristen Wagner, taking action. 19,000 signatures. They're sure to grow now. But I don't know if Macy's going to hear you. We reached out, did not hear back. 19,000 Thanks so much, Kristen. (laughs) 19,000 oh signatures. Do you think Macy's going <laughs> to listen to those people? Really? <laughs> wow. Stars. I don't know. I think we're going to have to keep the kids from looking up at the clouds because they might see sex. Right. 
I see uh, a sex oh in the clouds. But Joe. Oh, boy. Joe, it's that time. Are we ready to see what's happening down in the clown car garage? Oh, I think you got a big hint oh, yeah. there. All right, let's see. <laughs> Come Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. Fox News says he's white. No black man, Asian or Hispanic will come this Christmas night. The truth you sell me, Megyn Kelly, sold so merry and bright. It's not racist or oppressive, cause Santa Claus must be white. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, flying to my red state, yeah. Got guns, conceal and carry No weddings for the gays A black man coming down my chimney Click on my infrared sight Jump out of bed, shoot for his head If Santa Claus, he ain't white Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus A white guy from Turkey It's a fact, man, it ain't fiction As real as he can be but St. Nick's not a swarthy Arab, a Muslim Santa ain't right. He's just like us, an Anglo-Saxon, cause Santa Claus must be white. <laughs> all right, Megan Kelly, what do you got to say about that? Now, yeah. And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white, but this person is just arguing that, swing that maybe it, sister, swing we, should, we should also have a black Santa. But you know, Santa is what he is, and just so you know, we're just debating this. It's going to be an okay kids. Christmas. An okay KK Christmas. Yeah. KK Christmas. <laughs> Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Fox News says he's white. They're gonna wage this war on Christmas. They just know they're right. The truth you sell me, Megan Kelly, sold so merry and bright. It's not racist or oppressive, cause Santa. Santa! Yeah, it's going to be a white Christmas, baby. Yeah, there you go, Joe. KK Christmas. Well, what could I say? Obviously, Christmas starts with a K now. We should skip the clown car and go with that. (laughs) Well. Yeah, hey. Yes, hey. Well, it is November, and we know what that means. The uh, Fox News war on Christmas is back. Just like a bad case of herpes. Mm, Right. And if there were... If there were panic over the holiday warfare isn't bad enough, this year a new front has opened up on the radical left's gay agenda. Oh, okay. You heard it. You heard it. You heard that that woman there. You heard her say it. Uh, We're not going to have these gay Thanksgiving Day parades. Oh, no. No, 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 no. So. uh, That's what the panic's all about. And if you're wondering what it is, it's because... This year's parade includes Broadway performers Justin David Sullivan and Alex uh-huh. Newell, who both uh-huh. identify as non-binary. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. okay. Hair on fire! Hair on fire! So, Woo. war on Christmas soldiers, get ready for the next assault on our freedoms, the war on Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> oh, no! Yes. Okay. And, uh, well, as a result... Secret plans uncovered by the Clown Car Update reveal Fox News plans to conduct a family-friendly counter-parade this oh, year. Oh, okay. You didn't hear about this anywhere else. Oh. No, this is new to me. 
this is this is exclusive. This is exclusive. And here in the clown car exclusive is the Fox News heterosexual Caucasian Thanksgiving Day Parade lineup. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Wow. Okay. Yes. Now stepping off is the Charlottesville chapter of the Third Reich Marching Band. Oh. Playing the Nazi national anthem, Deutschland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are these are classics. Oh yeah, Class- Join, yes, yes. Join band director A. Dolph as he and his band goose step their way into your Thanksgiving tradition. <laughs> Yay! And this year, don't forget your Thanksgiving tiki torches. Yes, now as they're marching down, the next in line is the first first big float of the day. Okay. Sponsored by the Republican National Committee with this year's theme, Fighting for America, right? With an actual MMA match between Senator Mark Wayne Mullen and anybody in the audience who wants to get their ass butt up there. Right. (laughs) The float features an official MMA ring with guest referee... Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. <laughs> so, yeah. don't run your mouth. Share with his don't run your mouth. Or Mark Wayne will, uh, and his float is going to run over you. Yeah, right. <gasps> Bernie will be sitting there, in his, sitting there in his mittens. <laughs> like that meme, right? You got to stop. It's fighting. Ouch. You're a senator. You're a senator. You're a senator. Okay. Is, is, is the Mark Wayne float on a pedestal a little... Little soapbox to make him taller. <laughs> right. Yes, I saw that. That was hilarious. That was with him at the debate at, at his uh, debate when he was up for election, and he's standing on a pedestal hidden behind the podium to make him that's, look taller. That's that. That's what he chose the Teamster president over because the Teamster president had uh, posted that picture of him standing oh. on a little crate at a podium to make him look taller. <laughs> well, you know what happens to people that. Mess awesome. with the Teamsters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Well, if you're watching football this Thanksgiving Day, look at the end zone. That's where they're buried. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're going to choose off, you know, a guy to a cage match, don't do it to the guy who built the cage. Right. That's right. Thank you. Or the bridge with the cement that you're in. <laughs> yep. <All> right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. And okay. what would be a Thanksgiving Day parade without balloons? Right, right, yeah. And we have balloons. Okay. Have balloons. Right. Oh, yeah. This right wing version has uh, the hot air you could want. <laughs> yes. Oh, yay. Now, the first balloon we're going to see. You ready, Francie? <laughs> it's the Beetlejuice balloon. Oh, no. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no ropes handling this balloon. Just Laura Bobart holds not to its crotch. <laughs> no, Joe. Give me the buzzer for that. <laughs> How are you going to get groping in there? Yeah, we had to get it in there. Well, uh, yeah. it's the RNC's way of saying she reaches across the aisle. Right, literally. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the, uh, oh, here's the Marjorie Taylor green balloon. Oh, okay. Oh, Yes. Fun fact, it took over 1 million cubic feet of hot air to fill this balloon. More than the Goodyear blimp. Right. 
Yay! And it still only would push out three toes. That's all. Right. That's it. And, and finally, there's the Matt Gates balloon. Ew. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, watch out. This one's flying low with a loaded Venmo account. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. So hide your daughters because this balloon yes, is not seen for any girls in the crowd under the age of right. 16. Oh. oh no. Yes, no. it has a sweeping <laughs> hand. <laughs> uh, oh. And who is whiter and straighter than this year's Grand Marshal, the former VP, Mike Pence? Oh, are, is, are they going to hang him? <laughs> well, Mike is sitting on a float in the shape of a huge Bible with the theme. Oh, boy. Hanging with Mike. <laughs> Bad phrasing. Oh, Bad phrasing. The only way you can oh, tell God. Mike Pence, you know, the only way you can tell Mike Pence in a snowstorm is the flying in his hair. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you know, the, the float behind him happens to be a gallows, but I don't know what that's all about. Right. Uh, along oh. with Pence is another Mike, Mike Johnson. Oh, wow. See, scrolling through his phone. Hey, oh, Mike, my. what is that porn hub you're looking at? <laughs> his Mega son. Mike. His, oh. son, his son would know though because <laughs> right. Oh, yes. <laughs> and what's a better perfect ending or happy ending for that matter? Twenty Thanksgiving Day Parade than the first appearance of the big man himself, that fat guy in a baggy suit. Uh, not Donald Trump. No, no, no. <laughs> Santa Claus. Oh, yay! Ho, ho, ho. Sure, this Santa is married to Mrs. Claus, a female. Like nature and the Bible meant Santa to be. Oh, okay. No yeah, okay. Saint Nick's with this parade. Just a creepy white guy who breaks into your homes that night and offers free toys to your little kids. Right. <laughs> See, sees everything, too. Yeah, right. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so don't no, forget. No, not a thing. Don't forget to watch the Fox News heterosexual Caucasian Thanksgiving Day Parade with commentary from... Megan Kelly. Oh. And sponsored by my pillow guy. Oh, wow. Yes, Yay! Down, down, down. <laughs> yes, yes. And as Megan says, may your Thanksgivings all be straight yeah. and white. <laughs> there you go, Jay. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh, I think Megan, I'm gonna watch that like Megan, oh. Megan. No, no, uh uh-uh. uh, no, 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 ma'am, no, sorry, no. Mm-mm. I was hoping this year at I hope they they uh change the uh the format in Macy's parade and have Santa and Santo instead of Mrs. Santa. Ah, yes, well, maybe, maybe George Santos. Maybe they'll have George now, Santos now, as uh, Santa. <laughs> you know, I don't keep up with like little kids cartoons and all that kind of stuff. But what is the float or the uh, balloon that they're so upset about? A Teletubby or something? No, oh, no it's, not a, it's not a balloon. Oh. <laughs> it's those two Broadway performers that identify as. Non-binary. Non-binary. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> you know what? And this and is so, what I'm so, saying. So they're going to be on, oh. like the people playing uh, in a Broadway play on a float is abhorrent to these thousand, I don't know, Karen well, Monts. One, one, one of the plays that these non-binary actors 
Iran is called uh, May and Juliet. You know, a little takeoff on yeah. Shakespeare there. Right. So, um, and he plays. Well, forget it. I mean, yeah. You know, they stop. Okay. They they stop on the square and they do a little act. Oh, from the play. okay. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Right. And they don't want that display. With these the are the same. These are the the granddaughters of the ones who complained when they had the uh, the black marching band do a dance during that yeah. time too, as right. being too unseemly for you know proper society. Well, that yeah. woman, yeah. that woman that was on with Brian Kilmeade before the Concord there, Joe. I mean, she is the essence of Moms for Liberty that got voted out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, they and said the Moms for Liberty, Liberty to do what? Like, what are you free to do right. in, in the, their world? Tell yeah. the Earth, what other Earth people want to do. Too. They said Moms for Liberty had candidates all across all across the states that had election school boards and they lost by ninety nine point four percent. They won like point six liberty to to uh to to call right. gays names, to, to to spread homophobia, to spread you know hate. That's that's the freedom you want to spread right. anti Semitism. This is the hate this is the freedom yeah. you want. Right. That's, yeah. what, that's what they're talking Free. about in front of freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want our kids seeing that. Bad books. You know what? Then don't watch the fucking parade. Hello. Thank yeah. you. You're against the only- abortion. Look, don't I mean, one. And pe- and what this basically, what the election showed is that moms don't, the people don't, parents don't care. Uh, and citizens in general. They just, re- they, they just elected. Remember two years ago, they elected the first trans woman. Uh, Danica, I forget her last name, in Virginia to the House of, House of Commons or House State Legislature, House there the State House. Well, she just won an election to the Senate. There you go. You know, I mean, she was elected to the Senate and won her election handily, and she's trans, openly trans, and people don't care. People don't care about anyone anymore. No. No, except you know, in the polls. In the polls, they care. I don't know who they're polling. Well, it's because the they must poll this group. <laughs> That's their polling. They must poll this group. They're polling people who have landlines and people who answer their cell phones when they don't know who the call is from. Who the hell, when, when, when you're right. looking at the death of democracy and they say, well, yeah, we know, we know Biden, you know, Trump and all that, but, you know, our, our the price of our eggs. Mm, yeah, right. Oh. Yes. And really? I gotta oh, say, yeah. Price of gas, I, milk, yes. I got to say that times yeah, are a little different yeah. when you got somebody like Mag and Mike, you mm-hmm. know, and what he's doing with his kid. Because the only kind of Ew. porn monitoring we had in my family is that my dad let me read Vanity Fair. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this, Joe, but I noticed this when I was out, when I was out sh- shopping the other day that the gas where I normally get gas at Costco, the mm-hmm. gas has dropped 60 cents a gallon in the yeah. past two weeks. Yeah, and that's that's Joe's fault for taking money away from the oil companies and therefore America. Right, I couldn't believe oh, it. The gas dropped dramatically, and nobody's yep. talking about it. But well, no, what's yeah. wrong with a poll where seventy-five percent of the people respond that the c- country's economy is going in the wrong direction, but then when asked the qu- the same people are asked that question, seventy-five percent of the people responding say their personal situation is good. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. What what kind of poll is this? Exactly. Like, well, again, it goes one back that's, to... that's meant to uh, play the refs? 
Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Maybe. It goes back to exactly you, you tailor the questions and you'll get the response you want. So, but Wait, anyway, so. And this is the narrative that, that, that the Jake Tappers of the world are, are pushing. You know, every time you go on CNN or anything like that, they're telling you about how old Biden is and that youthful 77 year old that's running against yeah. is leading. Right. Yeah. Right. Why? Because your eggs cost five cents more? A right. dozen? Exactly. Really? It's dumb. But uh, anyway, so uh, to continue on with your, with the annual Fox News War on Christmas, uh, Jesse Waters had a little conniption fit here. We're witnessing the Dylanization of corporate America. Companies are committing financial suicide one after the other. We all remembered what happened to Bud Light. And Disney got all weird, started sticking their nose in politics, and then their movies started flopping. Then there's Target. They were selling a line of clothes for trans toddlers. Tuckums. Yes, Tuckums. Their stock tanked, down $9 billion over the summer, but they didn't learn anything. Target hired this person, Gay Cruella, to run their merchandising strategy. Gay Cruella says he's ready to whip out the glitter and hellfire flamethrowers to rip the old world to shreds. Now, we don't really know what that means. But Target can hire and sell whatever they want. It's their business. If the stock crashes and sales go down, it's their money. But Primetime wanted to see what Target was selling. What does the store look like after Cruella whipped out the glitter and the flamethrowers? So we sent one of our producers to Target, and they found this. Gay nutcracker. (laughs) Complete with a rainbow hat, a trans flag. Full price, $12. But right now, it's on sale for 8 Target also sells Santa ornaments, but Target's Santa is in a wheelchair and is black. Oh! And it's a good thing our chimney is wheelchair accessible, so Jesse Jr. is going to get all the gifts he wants. Oh, my God! Gay Nutcracker and Wheelchair Santa might be the only items in Target that don't get looted. You know where I'm going after the show? I'm going to get me a rainbow nutcracker and and a black Santa in a wheelchair. Yes! (laughs) I saw I saw someone posted that on that they bought that on Facebook. They had a picture that a white and black Santa in a wheelchair. And I said, Oh, Jesse Waters had a fit on that on Fox News about that. Thanks for participating in this year's war on Christmas. (laughs) Unbelievable. Oh God! Really? I, I mean, don't know. I, I I I keep reminding them that you know nobody in the right mind says Merry Christmas before Thanksgiving except for Looney Tune MAGA types. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, by the way, I say Merry Christmas all the time. I don't know where this is coming from. Yeah. If I'm in a mixed group, like let's say I'm playing tennis, and we have different religions playing on, on the court with us and we're going to break for the holidays we say happy holidays or yeah. have good holiday or have, said that oh, your hanukkah is nice you know we have yeah. jewish players and we yeah. have muslim players yeah. and you know whatever you know happy holidays okay that's just a generic thing mm-hmm. but to my friends who i know are uh i don't want to say christian but of the of the uh, well, of the uh, New Testament uh, sure. genre, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you say Merry Christmas. I never stop saying Merry Christmas. I put a crush out. I I decorate. Okay, there's rainbows and things outside of my house, you know, and holly and all that crap. 
all that fucking stuff. You're not going to get a menorah at Hobby Lobby, but you will at Michael's. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, like our friends, we send Hanukkah cards out. We send Christmas cards out. It doesn't so hurt anybody. Right. You're exactly. So woke. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Well, that's the whole point. Is that um, this push Jeez. towards a more? I don't know. It, it seems like it's crystal fascist. Am I going overboard and naming no, it that? No. 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 <laughs> no. In fact, I think you're being quite restrained. You know, and 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 yeah. the famous, you know, to tie in the Moms for Liberty thing, you know, the tie into that is that, uh, you know, their favorite meme is that mom with her fist clenched and her biceps clenched, uh, you know, straddling a uh, table of books, right? Yes, that they're going to ban. Right? Yes. Kill the book. This Kill is like books. we're going to force this down your throats and yeah, that's liberty. Call ourselves the victims. Yeah. And what is the Republican oh. Party's uh, obsession with anal sex? Could right. you tell me that? <laughs> right? I no clue. <laughs> because they—that's all they talk about. <laughs> right? They're going to, you know, bend over, bend over. What the fuck's wrong? With you? <laughs> well, when exactly. Mag and Mike said that this society is so depraved it needs a reckoning, I was wondering what he has been Anima? doing. That's so kinky. He, 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 he hates himself. Well, you know who knows? You know who knows? His son. Buddy, my porn buddy, my son. I know. I got to tell you, there's a pool boy mixed up in the midst of this, and we already know what what that adoption uh, uh, religious uh, organization that he belongs to has already handed him. So, Uh, isn't it funny how they all keep get caught getting caught with child porn? (laughs) Yeah. Not, not, not. They're not drag queens either. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, so, uh, so we had, um, you know, Trump's speech we talked about earlier, talking about crushing or about, uh, you know, the vermin. Oh, by the way, the one wonderful thing I've been seeing is, you know, how all the all the magus took on um, deplorables as their mantra. <laughs> After Hillary Clinton called them deplorables, they're all like, "Well, we're proud deplorables." Well, all of us liberals apparently on Facebook are now taking on the mantra of of uh, vermin. <laughs> How are my proud vermin today? <laughs> I keep seeing people posting. Yeah, there you go. Oh, and by the way, yeah, I, I read this morning that apparently Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green wrote a book. <laughs> she, she what? She wrote a book, and apparently <laughs> the article. Really read one. How did she write one? Well, the article said that that no. she that she Vote dramatically Ooh, mistells the story of January sixth in her book, <laughs> <laughs> and I just commented and said, "Well, we're lucky that the people that would buy her book can't read." I'm sorry. What'd you say, Tom? She's complaining if she's being censored. It's not being sold like. At places like Barnes and Nobles and stuff. Well, because oh, they know, well. because they know it's going to get pulped. <laughs> oh, it's being because sold in Barnes. Barnes, it's it's going to be sold in Barnes. <laughs> yes. Well, it'll be remainder tomorrow anyway. So. Yeah. You'll see it at the Dollar Tree. The picture books are sold at Costco. Come on, right? Uh, 
<laughs> but anyway, so uh, so after after Trump, uh, his vermin speech, and the backlash that that they got, oh, the Trump campaign. So the Trump campaign is trying to downplay alarming comments made by the 2024 Republican frontrunner over the weekend, which echoed the words of 20th century fascists on social media. And then later at a rally on Saturday, Trump vowed to, quote, root out his perceived political enemies who said live like vermin within the that's what he said, live like vermin within the confines of the country. That's his quote. In a statement to the Washington Post afterwards, a campaign spokesperson hit back at those drawing parallels between Trump's words and the words of dictators by using more extreme language. He told the Post, quote, those who try to make that ridiculous assertion are clearly grasping for anything and their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. So, so, so just stop there. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. Well, that makes and, things and, better. And, and Willie later on, he said, well, I meant sad existence, not entire existence. Oh, I, I, I mean, ah. it's a, a distinction without a difference. But, uh, I mean, how, how ridiculous that... A guy comes out, a fat, white, pink boy, uh, who's trying to talk tough for, for, for a, a, a fake populist uh, who's going around spreading hatred and trying to overturn American democracy. And his response to, to it, to, to Trump grasping back at a Nazi reference from the 1930s, is to say these people that are criticizing him are going to have their entire existence crushed. I mean, say, are these are these you know, where where do you find people so vacant uh, and and so desperate uh, and 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 just lacking uh, any any center, uh, any core that they would talk about people's Tony. entire existences being crushed? Well, it's a job requirement, as you know, to work for Donald Trump. All those right. things you just lay out, be obsequious, echo exactly what he said. And in this case, it's not a reach. It's exactly the thing that Adolf Hitler said. He used the term vermin. So that's a statement of fact. And it's just playbook 101, right, for a dictator, an authoritarian, to dehumanize your opponents so that you can do things to them that then seem, at least to your supporters, fair and just in some way because they're not human. There you go. Reed said a little bit ago, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Well, I just love the response to you accuse us for, for of being fascist. Well, we're gonna fascist fascist you right now. Right. Yeah, we're gonna crush you. Oh my god. Oh. Also, I've already run up against an apology to this where uh yeah, okay, so Hitler said vermin, but you know, the part where he said he was gonna round up the liberals and the other people, that wasn't Hitler, that was Pol Pot. <laughs> okay thank you thank I'll, you I'll right make sure we get that into an ad too right and then uh in oh. the, the uh, in the capital we had a little bit of this uh going on between mark wayne mullen and and mccarthy and all Versus of this known in, in mma Shorty. Yes. Yeah, Shorty. Okay. Right. But I'll tell you this much. When you've lost Laura Ingraham. This is a Fox News alert. We just got our hands on new video of what's been going down on Capitol Hill. 
It was full tilt jungle madness. She's got a girl fight. <laughs> All right, well, it's not that far off from the truth. It's getting pretty nasty up there. All right, on the House side, Tennessee Congressman Tim Bershay, who voted, of course, to remove Kevin McCarthy as speaker, was doing an interview with NPR when this happened. Why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any guts? Jerk. Jerk. You got no guts. You didn't know. They sat there and the reporter said it right there. What kind of chicken move is that? You're you're pathetic, man. You're pathetic. Rochette says McCarthy elbowed him in the kidney on purpose. But here's McCarthy's take. I guess our shoulders hit because Bertie runs up to me and answer. I didn't know what he was talking about. Some reporters asked me. I did not run and hit the guy. I didn't liar, kidney liar, punch him. I didn't liar, 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 like pants that. I didn't shout. No. If I would hit somebody, they would know I hit him. McCarthy <laughs> is now facing you can always an ethics tell, complaint like when over with their voice goes filed by the same man who orchestrated his ouster, Matt Gates. Also on the House side, Marjorie Taylor Greene calling Daryl Issa, a word I'm not going to say on TV, after he claimed that she lacked maturity and experience. <laughs> and an oversight committee hearing devolved into kindergarten name-calling when Jared Moskovitz brought words. up James Comer's family. They're so financially illiterate. You and Goldman, who well, is Mr. Trust Fund, continue to try to... Reclaiming my time. No, I'm not going to give you your time back. You all continue to... You look like a Smurf here just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, do you no, have... You, no, no, hold, hold on. A you've already something. been proven a liar, Mr. Moskowitz. What's that? You've already been proven a liar. Who's proven me a liar? You? Yes. <laughs> the Smurf could be the best line ever. Okay, and if those were the undercard bouts, then the Senate held its main event. <laughs> Former MMA fighter and current Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen took issue with a tweet by Teamsters Union leader Sean O'Brien during a help committee hearing. Quit the tough guy act. You know where to find me. Any place, anytime, cowboy. Hashtag little man syndrome. And here's how that ended up going down. Sure, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold it. Oh, hold it. Stop it. Is that your solution? You do. Sit down. Sit down. Okay. You're a United States senator. Sit down. Okay. Sit down, please. Okay. Yeah, I know you are. I never thought I'd say this. But Bernie Sanders seems to be the voice of reason here. Yeah. Everything you just saw was a complete and utter embarrassment. It yes. shouldn't be what is projected to our kids from our nation's capital. Reminder to all of you, yeah, the children are watching. You're supposed to be the adults in the room. So yeah, act like really. it. <laughs> Can you believe that was on Fox News? <laughs> wow. Pretty good. Dang. You know, usually you say a senator, you know, a senator picking on a witness is like punching down, but in his case, he'd be punching up. Right. <laughs> wow, that was hilarious. And I don't know what it is about <laughs> MAGA bullies. They're so lazy. They always say, you come over here so I can kick your rear. And I'm like, if you're going to kick my rear, make the effort and you come over here. That's right. 
That's right. And then uh, Rachel. And if you kick my rear, don't break my hemorrhoids. Right. Yeah, right. please. And did you guys catch Rachel on uh, Stephen Colbert? Rachel Maddow? Just clips. What's that? Oh, yeah, here we go. Hey, everybody. We're here with the author of Prequel, An American Fight Against Fascism, Rachel Maddow. Mike Johnson, we just found out minutes before you walked out here, a uh, new, new speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has passed uh, the funding bill. And uh, with help from Democrats, it went like this. It went 336 to 95, uh, 93 Republicans against it, two Democrats against it. Now, this is the kind of deal that lost Kevin McCarthy his job. Mm -hmm. All but two Democrats in support of the Republican bill. Right. I think just the idea of there being a continuing government was what they were voting for, is my guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think he's going to pay a price from this? What do you you know about his position as opposed to Kevin McCarthy's? Because this is the kind of bill that sank Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. What what would I do to you? (laughs) I... I, I'm sure Mr. Johnson is very smart. (laughs) And... <laughs> capable and knows exactly what he's doing. Uh-huh. But he got this job because the previous guy was driven out with pitchforks and torches for having had the temerity to speak to political opponents rather than just wishing them dead. And now he needs his political opponents in order to keep his, his job. Like, I just, we all know how this ends. Um, this is not a party that is trying to govern. Um, and we're, we're faced with this larger project right now in our politics, which is that one side under the Republican Party's leader is trying to say, you know, my political opponents don't deserve to live. I shouldn't be subject to elections. I should just have power and rule and use the government to crush my enemies and get revenge. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats are like, we'd like to talk about white rail and some foreign, balanced foreign policy perspectives on attacking, you know. Like, Democrats are still treating this like it is a governing project, and it is really, the two parties are doing two very different things. And so now we are going to keep the government open. It is because the Democrats came to the rescue and said that we should. But this is the Republican Party still not even wanting to keep the government going because they don't believe that governance is what we need in this country. They believe we want a strongman form of government under a guy who just says what hap- what he wants and it happens. Mm-hmm. And it, the stakes are really high right now, and it's just yeah. depressing Ooh. to see what's happening in Congress. Rachel, last question. Yeah. How do we yeah. get out of this mess? <laughs> right. No pressure. Well put. Well put. No pressure. I mean, the, the big picture answer um, is if you are trying to defend democracy, you only have one arrow in your quiver. You only have one weapon, and that is democracy. You cannot fight an anti-democratic movement with anti-democratic means. You have to treat your fellow Americans like human beings. You have to fight against scapegoating and toxic conspiracy theories that are trying to make you think that your fellow Americans are not worthy of participating in a democracy with you. You need to beat people at the, poll, at the polling place. And you need to make sure that the public knows the truth about this stuff. You need activism and journalism, and you need to not be scared of people who are trying to use violence to intimidate us out of this process. It's just, it's small d democratic commitment. And we need it more than we've ever needed it this year. Amen. Amen. She is absolutely right. She's absolutely right. I'm telling you. This stuff is getting creepy, creepy scary, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. 
Why does anybody think that Trump would actually run for one term if he was planning on only serving one term? Mm -hmm. He wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, technically, he would be running for one term because his term would never end. Right. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting to see if he. Let's say he he loses, even in a landslide. Let's say he loses. How is he going to try to spin it to 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 keep telling his people he won and that it was all fraudulent? Well, seven million votes last time. Well, Facebook and uh, I believe Twitter and other social media platforms are already uh, running ads of Trump saying that the last election was stolen. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, the bottom line is, you know, he lost 60 courts and 60 cases in court. You know, I mean, is there a way that he could overturn the election? I don't think so. That's a that's a conspiracy of, of, you know, liberal baby blood drinkers who decided those court cases so they don't count. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, that 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 (laughs) that I don't get is. Is these folks that keep claiming about the the twenty twenty election was rigged and stolen and blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't their race rigged and stolen when they won? Exactly. Right. Yes. Why wasn't yep. Mike Johnson's race rigged yeah. and stolen in twenty yeah. twenty? Right. Yep. Yes. <laughs> A bunch of fools. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the Senate would be overwhelmingly Democratic if all those ballots were stolen and phony. Mm-hmm. Well, also. Just continuing to say a lie, uh, you know, one of the things that Maga Mike did before he uh, uh, bugged out of town was to release un- the unredacted uh, tapes, the ch- January 6th tapes that uh, the right wing's been clamoring for so they can show, you know, hours of an empty hallway and say, see, there was never a riot or an insurrection that day. Yeah, well, there's matter. one where they're we'll calling t- this guy who apparently they're saying was a uh, was an undercover FBI agent who had a badge and he was letting people in. And it turns out to be a guy who was actually waving a vape pipe and he stole like like a billfold from Nancy Pelosi's office from one of her staffers and some other thing from her office. Yeah, I mean, the bottom just, line they're, is- they're just going to continue to say say a lie and i suppose we're supposed to counter it like a gish gallop uh thing i guess but um well we but saw you're right tim we saw how know. tucker carlson f- failed miserably at that so i wouldn't yes. put a lot of trust in that but uh yeah and then uh, kara swisher was on with abby phillips elon musk is once again making headlines for all the wrong reasons Musk co-signing on an anti-Semitic and racist rant by a user on X, formerly known as Twitter. Now, this post accused Western Jews of supporting, quote, hordes of minorities who essentially hate white people. Musk responding by replying to that post and saying, you have you have said the actual truth. Now, here with me to discuss this is CNN's contributors, Carrie Champion and Kara Swisher. Uh, Kara, starting with you here, look, um, Musk calls himself a free speech absolutist, but the problem is that this is not the first time that he's actually used his own platform to amplify these hate messages. When is this going to actually have an impact? I mean, this is a business after all. Well, it is having an impact, and I'm sure Linda um, 
is uh, the woman at Yakarino, Linda Yakarino, yeah. sorry, um, is uh, is having trouble right now dealing with advertisers. She's been going around trying to get more ads and trying to improve the business. And then he does this all the time. He can't seem to help himself. Um, and that's the issue is he can't stop. Now, sometimes people misspeak online. Sometimes they make mistakes. Look, everyone's a little bit emotional and people have said oh. stupid things or over gotten overwrought, etc. And that makes sense given the stakes that are happening here and the, and the difficulties of watching a lot of this. Um, but in this case, he, it's a consistent behavior of him to do this and not just for a short time. And then everybody's surprised that he does it. And so I don't know what to say is this is what he likes to do. He wants to create controversy. He wants to create attention to himself. He's an attention sponge. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he's saying sort of reehensible things, especially in replies. That's where he does yeah. it. So he gets in. So he gets in less because trouble. Everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. I mean, the other thing is, you know, you talked jerk. about everybody being really overwrought or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is sort of pouring gasoline on a really hot fire Absolutely. right now. And the, the role of social media in whipping up anger in this particular story on the Israel-Hamas war is really a big part of this. I mean, do you think that um, you know? Twitter or X or whatever right now is indifferent to its role in, you know, hyping up these kinds of rivalries on I, both sides. I think anything that calls attention to him is what he wants to do. I don't That's think he right. differentiates between declaring a fight with Mark Zuckerberg and this. It's any kind of attention he can get. He's always in a permanent state of grievance. Um, it's always about him. Not, this, this has nothing to do with Elon Musk, but what he's doing is promoting uh, hate. And there is a difference between free speech and speech designed to hurt people. And this is precisely that, just like he did, you know, Paul Pelosi's trials going on in San Francisco around his attack. And he, he ginned up a fake conspiracy theory right after this poor man was beaten mm -hmm. with a hammer. He just he just yeah. wants attention and he doesn't care how he gets it. There you have it right there. And I tell you what, if, if the investors took back Twitter and, <laughs> you know, from him, like they're talking about possibly recalling his loans because it's lost so much. Twitter's gone from a oh, 40, yeah. 44 what? billion to 19. And now they're saying with all these advertisers dropping, dropping out, it could go down to like 8 billion uh, in value. Ah. So Linda, Linda came from um, NBC Universal and she couldn't keep them on board. At yeah, Twitter. no. So, uh, oh, wow. So you know, I mean, even if they took it back, I think the only way, only way they're going to be able to to restore any semblance of Twitter is to, to is to roll back to a backup of the day before Musk took over. Yeah, I was going to say maybe yeah. bring a board back. I mean, the thing is, yeah. is there, he's changed the code so much that it's right. just it's just it's just even if he's gone, it's never going to be what it was, unless you. Delete everything he did and restore from back. Reboot it. Reboot it. This wasn't. Go ahead. And then back of the the clip you played about kill what was a kill me saying how all these brands lost tons of money because mm -hmm. they're woke and all that right. shit. Right. No. But he never mentioned what happened to Twitter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Funny that. Mm -hmm. That's very strange. You know, th this is such breaking news that this wasn't really on the list, but we should mention here. Uh, that uh, Musk has uh, said that come Monday, I don't know why he's waiting till Monday because he could electronically file right now, but he's going to sue Media Matters I saw for that. reporting on oh, wow. this this uh, fact that 
his algorithm is allowing Nazi hate to be run next to, you know, NBC Universal ads. Yeah. And that's why people are dumping it because they looked at it and they go, you know what? This is not right. I don't want to be associated right. with this. Right. And yeah. So, uh, and so he's suing Media Matters in a very similar way that the beef industry uh, sued Oprah during mad cow disease. Because uh-huh. you know, she had mentioned it And so therefore it drove their profits down And she's the fault for reporting on it Even though it was true Right Well right. I mean this is it I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens I don't think his, his lawsuit is going to go anywhere You right. know I mean yeah, Like I said he's he, he Most bullies you know are bluster And he's rich and thinks he can intimidate people And right. Media Matters actually said Or Corazoni said uh, Do it yeah, I saw. But you don't have to wait till Monday. You can electronically file. It's the 21st century, after all. Well, and don't you know? And you know what? <laughs> you know who Angelo Carrison is? He's the wow. guy that that took on Rush Limbaugh. Oh, dump Trump or dump dump uh, dump Rush. He had he ran yeah, the dump Rush ooh. campaign years ago that lost him tons of advertisers. You think he's uh, afraid of Elon Musk? Please, nope. Yeah. Then nope. uh, on uh, ABC's The View. Did you happen to see this, Brian, see this thing with George Santos? That did you breaking? read the, did yeah. you read the thing? I just started to, but we were going to. It's kind of nutty. It's gold. It, it's I mean, television it, gold. We, we, we got to talk about it tomorrow. I, I mean, mean uh, we well, you can, it. but I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, is everybody read in? No, but you can scroll. No, no, me. but I'm just. I, yeah, let's just, let's because it's juicy. I mean, there's there's so much in it, but there's like stuff like him getting Botox and using federal funds and, to and pay for his Botox. Federal funds. funds. I mean, campaign funds. Not no, federal funds. No. Campaign funds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Maybe I should bring Hermes. Hermes uh, items as well. He purchased and only fans. I mean, oh. this guy. He's an only. Or he's he, using federal funds to pay for an OnlyFans account. Unclear what that was for but oh, there's yeah. lots to it's just very it's kind of stupid wow. to do that isn't it well yeah it is yeah but we and had it's we also had unethical of that kind of intellectual capability before yeah like the house ethics committee although they didn't make a recommendation as to what congress should do they laid out their findings and some of their findings were were how is he not fired? I, I echo what I said yesterday. And any job where you go on OnlyFans and swipe your corporate card, get Botox yeah. and swipe your corporate card, you yeah. are out. It's bye bye. In fact, you get one box and you're escorted by security. Like, I don't get it. They found that he get it. broke. He's a Republican and they want his vote. That's all they care about. <laughs> that's that's all they, they care about how because much they, Botox they, they, they did refer it to vote. DOJ, so he's still yeah. being investigated. He's still being investigated. Um, and he you will, by the way, go down. These are blatant campaign finance violations. And misappropriation. But you know, we, we yeah. see we it. We haven't seen anyone see, going yeah. down. Nobody goes down. <laughs> and so we it's see illegal. all of these things and nothing happens. And Sonny, well, suddenly you have. Well, suddenly have I have a legal note. It happened to be on the Democratic side. Look what they did to Al Franken, Senator Al Franken, <laughs> who never had due process or anything. Ooh, I well, him Bob yet. Menendez I is still sitting him in the Senate. Yeah, he, Bob Menendez is still sitting in the Senate. I'd love to see both of them go. He'll be gone soon. And he's facing. The Democrats get rid of the dirt. Violations. They don't keep it. We do. We do. We're like a cat. We like to We like get dirt. in a cat. By we just, just, <laughs> yeah. I've been gathering yeah, on. Yeah. But you have this. You got to do this now. Okay. okay. 
Representative George Santos has pleaded not guilty to a 23-count federal indictment. He has admitted to embellishing parts of his background, but said he oh, never broke any laws. Oh. And what, we're, what we just said was that the House Ethics Committee right. found in, that he did break New York <coughs> Federal law. Right. Well, so, federal law. But you right. know, 23 House, federal indictments. That's, I mean, that's not 91. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's, it's, it's a shame that this, I it mean, is. I it is funny. No, no, we, there's, what else can you do right, but laugh? Do? There's yeah. nothing you can do but laugh sure. because this is insane. Yeah, right? I mean, seriously, they said it's as so soon tough. as, it's ridiculous. They said as soon as the campaign dollars hit his account, he was at a, a casino withdrawing the money out of an ATM machine. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, gee, what a genius. And he said, well, he said, that. no surprise he's, not, he's announcing that he's not running for, for, for re-election. It's because he spent all his campaign money. <laughs> on himself. <laughs> on himself. Oh, by yeah. the way, have you seen that meme of Mike Johnson sitting, and, and you can see he has a watch on, and they point out that it's a $16,000 Rolex? <laughs> Oh wow! The man with no modest. bank. Account. The man with no bank account has a sixteen thousand yeah, dollar. A man of modest means. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You know, everybody's like making these uh, accusations of Santos OnlyFans account as being something untoward, and it might be that he's just performing as whatever he is in drag. So I mean, <laughs> it could be. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I heard he's re running for re-election as Kara Rubbish. So. <laughs> See, there you go. Right. He said he wasn't running for re-election as George Santos. Right. Yeah. No, Anthony DeVolder might be on the ballot. So anyway, uh, so we'll close out this week with Seth Meyers. That's right. Trump is already planning sweeping raids, mass deportations, detention camps, using the military to suppress civil demonstrations, and weaponizing the Justice Department to go after critics. And in light of this news, I just want to say, I've always liked you, Donnie. I hide it. <laughs> beneath a veneer of contempt because I'm afraid to show my true feelings, but I've always thought you were handsome, strong, and rich, and you never cheated at golf. You're honestly better than Tiger Woods. Uh, this closer look guy is just a character I play. I don't mean any of this. I just read the words that Wally holds. If you're going to arrest somebody, arrest Wally. Hey! <laughs> okay, so we just, can we isolate that clip and then we'll just send that to the Trump people? <laughs> anyway, back to the real show. This dip. Racist doofus thinks he can swoop in and set up a dictator despite having like nine sets of handcuffs on him. First of all, he's surrounded by moronic criminal goons like Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon, who can barely string a coherent sentence together without simultaneously committing a crime. Here's and Trump is living up to those professed plans with increasingly and openly fascist rhetoric. Here he is at a speech on Veterans Day. We will drive out the globalists, we will cast out the communists. Marxist, fascists, we will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. In honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible, they'll do anything whether legally or illegally, to destroy America. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Our threat you. is from within. That was supposed to be in honor of veterans? Which veterans were you honoring? These guys? Dude, you're a 
former game show host. You're not General Hux. Usually, <laughs> veterans want to hear something like, we will honor your sacrifice, not we will root out the vermin from within. Everybody in that audience was probably making this face, or this face, or this face. You know what? It's just good to have options. That's openly fascist rhetoric, and too many Americans have become numb to it because it's Trump, and he's a big, sweaty moron who can barely string three words together, and sometimes he dances on stage like a guy in the locker room who's trying to towel off his ball sack. But Trump <laughs> is very much planning on completing his authoritarian takeover if he wins in 2024, and it's clear he's got the support of the Republican Party, which has become a movement fundamentally opposed to democracy. He's also got the support of his three adult children who have been in court testifying on his behalf, Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, or as Trump affectionately calls them, lie and steal and cheat. This has been A Closer Look. <laughs> His three children lie and steal and cheat. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we'll see what this week has. I guess uh, what we got tomorrow, we got the hearing uh, to uh, about the, jud- the, the gag order in Judge Shekin's mm-hmm. in the appeals court, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll find out about that. By the way, what what is wrong with that New York appeals court that stayed Judge Enger on? His, his gag order? I mean, I was like, what is wrong with you people? And of course, what did he do? He immediately started attacking the judges. They're afraid judge. of Donald Trump. Yep. I don't get it. Just like the media is afraid of Donald Trump. Well, my feeling is, it, let's say Judge Chuckin starts this trial on March 4th, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's convicted by mm-hmm. a jury in the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whatever sentence she, well, I mean, obviously it's going to be three months before she opposes, you know, they usually wait three months to do a sentence because they got to wait for the pre-sentence investigation, investigation report and all that stuff. But, I mean, do you think that the Republican Party would would toss him out as their nominee if he's no, a convicted felon? What they're going to do, first of all, is his lawyers are already planning an appeal. Well, it doesn't okay. matter, but he's already a convicted felon. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, but it's under appeal, and that's they're they're out. You know, we'll see what the appellate court says. Yeah, but I mean, let's say, but he's still a convicted felon. They don't care until until the appeals court overturns the conviction. They don't care. Right. So, yeah, you know, there you they go. Don't care. That, that, that's yeah, what they, they said. They change the rules that the only way you can run for president is if you are a convicted felon. There you go. Right. Well, did you hear? <laughs> and Jacob Chansley's running for for the house. <laughs> In yeah. Arizona, right? Why and, not? And if he's no, I did because he's a convicted well, felon. If he uh, he can't vote for himself, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? I did. I did hear that the appeals court gave a temporary stay, and it's more of an administrative thing where they always reset back to what they consider to be normal. And normal means that the deference would be given to the defendant in keeping whatever rights they have to talk. But I think, aren't they hearing this on Tuesday? And uh, with what Trump has done with actually posting photos of the law clerk. Hmm. I don't know if, I think the one Chutkins is being heard tomorrow. Yeah, that's Chutkin. I don't know who was being, when they're going to hear. I think that one is going to be heard on November 27th. Yeah, that. so that's like that's Wednesday right. or so. It's like this coming week, so Tuesday, Wednesday. No, this week is Thursday. the 22nd. Yeah, it'll be yes. next week. When, when, uh, Wednesday is the 22nd. Oh, yeah, okay, it's next week. That is a it'll little be bit the, of the time, isn't week. it? But it's like two weeks of damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, when's the media going to stop with this 
Both charade right. that there's two parties. Well, I know. When are they going to start saying the Republican Party's not a party? Well, when's the Republican no. Party going to ditch this guy? <laughs> well, they're not. Yeah, really. They are a cult. Right. They're Thank never going to ditch this guy. Mm-hmm. Never. I said no. look, I th- we crossed that Rubicon during the Access Hollywood tape. I saw somebody was complaining <laughs> about Trump on on yeah. Facebook, and I just responded, and I said, "Unfortunately, we're never going to stop hearing from him or about him until he's pushing up daisies. And even yeah, then, they'll they'll still be right. talking about him. They'll say he's coming back like RFK yeah. Jr. Mm-hmm. Or, or like uh, yeah. John oh, yeah. John." Kennedy Jr. That's all. He may have been just acting out out of bereavement for his uh, recently dead sister who he was texting during the ceremony about vermin. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He don't give a shit. I'm serious. While he's at the ceremony, these attacks are coming out about I'm coming after the vermin. (laughs) Well, at least there's another casket that could could take documents. Right. There you go. Oh my god. Yeah, I was wondering where where the sister was going to be put if she's going to end up in the golf yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, he's, I don't know about him. that because they said she couldn't stand him. So <laughs> yep. maybe but maybe he, she was in she was in over in her that, head you know, about because uh, he got a little cemetery. His sister was in over her head, and one of the reasons why she had re, uh, retired so quickly after he won in 2016 is because she had made rulings on their estate, which she benefited from. So well, that was in, that was in 2019. She was going to go under an ethics probe. That was a bit later, but she it was had, 2019. She, yeah, that so, was for the end okay, of a little bit later then from the last one that was coming out, and uh, I think somebody was doing a little bit of oppo research. So tit for tat, pal. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we'll see what but happens. Yeah, this week. and then she's on tape with uh, Mary Trump, uh, the niece, uh, saying that you know they never got along with Donnie because he's a little bully and doesn't know anything, and they're always right. picking up the pieces after him. Well, I mean, there's not going to be. I don't know what what's going to be uh, on on tap this week with it being Thanksgiving. It may be a quiet week, but, <laughs> but it seems it seems like it seems like it's just it's just more craziness every day. So. So we'll see. Well, I know one thing. This, this we all strategy, need a break. This strategy that uh, uh, Smith is is taking, he may file for a recusal in Florida only mm-hmm. to to game the ref. Because mm-hmm. he won't win it. He knows right. that. But he's gaming the ref. Mm-hmm. And I, he's, he's given Trump a little bit of his own medicine. Mm-hmm. Because all he has to do is appeal it, and then all of a sudden, even when the appeal goes through and they say, "No, no, we can't, can't take her off the case," he can, he can turn around and say, "They they know that now she's under a microscope from right. the appeals court." Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we'll yep. see. We'll He's playing see. chess. They're playing checkers. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, Tom, tell people where they can check you out. Well, they can check me out as an old lefty on the app formerly known as Twitter. All right. I miss your posts with your Art Deco stuff. <laughs> oh, I haven't oh, I much it. because it hasn't been, it hasn't been t- turning up where I was grabbing the yeah. post. That. Well, okay, not being on Twitter it. anymore. But uh, but thank you, Tom, for joining us today. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Francie? Yes. Oh, um, I'm sorry? What did you say, Tom? My birthday. Oh, it's your birthday on Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. Oh. Uh, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, dear friend. We sing to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. And if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. If it isn't, happy unbirthday to you. There you go, Tom. Hope you have a wonderful one. Yeah, Jack Kennedy was shot on my birthday. Yeah. Ouch. Ow. All right. All right, Tom. Hope you have a great birthday and a wonderful Thanksgiving. Francie. Yes. Where can people check you out? Everybody here. I wish everybody here and out there a, a beautiful, peaceful week. Enjoy yourselves and, you know, be um, on Instagram, uh, Mastodon, you know, all of those places. I'm still on Twitter. So I get to see the beautiful Art Deco jewelry and stuff that Tom shares. All right. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. For- Thank you, Francie and Justice. For having you me. Can- <laughs> You can find me on Twitter, Mastodon, Spotable, all those uh, all those social media platforms right. at Justice Putnam. Also, five mornings a week hosting West Coast Cookbook and Speakeasy on Netroots Radio, and also on Daily Co's, uh, where I am the poetry editor on Black Co's. All right, thank you, Justice and Joe. Oh, you can find me uh, in an operating room on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, on Facebook at and on uh, uh, Mastodon and on uh, WordPress, jsantorsa.wordpress.com. And that's it. All right, Joe. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope your surgery goes well. Thank you. And uh, yes, good luck. And we'll be. Uh, We'll be having Thanksgiving here at the house. I had painters in this last week. I'll be glad they'll be gone tomorrow morning, finally. <laughs> Tired of walking on Yay. drop cloths. But uh, but uh, we'll close out with our good buddy Lauren's latest song. And this is not a political song this week. This is about her becoming a new grandma. And it's called And I Cried. Aww. So with that, take it away, Lauren, and we will talk to you all soon. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Being a mother means feelings keep filling your So many emotional moments right from the start I learned I was pregnant with my first child and I cried I saw a blip on the sonogram they said was my son and I cried I felt the miracle of his first kick the first of so many so healthy and strong and constantly including when I was trying to sleep which of course was now impossible and I cried they laid my newborn in my arms after 12 hours of labor two hours of pushing and a really painful episiotomy look it up if you're not squeamish and I cried He said his first words and took his first steps, and I cried. I was pregnant again, and he was so excited to be a big brother, and I cried. He came to the hospital and held the new baby, although he got bored after a few minutes and almost dropped his brother, and I cried. 
I realized having two children would be even more fulfilling and more beautiful and also more work than having just one and that was hard enough and I cried being a mother brings on the tears tears of joy and sadness and hope and gladness and fears I took them to their first days of school and I cried I watched my two young sons playing so sweetly together when they weren't fighting and I cried all of those ordinary weekday dinners where we bonded as a family and at least one of them complained that they hated what we were having and why can't they watch TV on a school night and I cried I watched my husband with them in the yard playing their favorite game they called dodgeball in the dark which involved throwing whatever they could find at each other and it always ended with someone getting hurt or something getting broken and I cried suddenly they were almost teenagers and I cried they stopped hugging me in public or acknowledging my very existence and I cried I noticed the first signs of puberty like getting taller their voices changing hair sprouting in strange places and that teenage body odor which defies any kind of shower gel or antiperspirant and I cried I taught them to drive and survive being with teenagers behind the wheel in rush hour traffic even though it made me a nervous wreck and I cried when you're a mother, emotions just flow. Does being Jewish make me even more emotional? I don't know. They discovered their unique talents and gifts, and I cried. I watched David leading the opening tap dance in 42nd Street, the most cheerful musical ever, and I cried. I heard Ben perform his original comedy songs for an audience of his fans who knew every word and sang along, and it made me so proud, but I was also laughing so hard that I cried. They started college and jobs and adult lives, which is what I always wanted for them, but it also made me a little sad. But it was also kind of a relief because I was so exhausted. And I cried. You want them to be independent, yet it breaks your heart when they roam. But don't worry, at least one of them's likely to move.